Welcome, this is Josh Rees with Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. For more information about our church, please visit our website, milehighchurch.org. So today my talk is entitled, Don't Go Back to Sleep. Don't go back to sleep. And have you ever had the experience that you're sleeping and all of a sudden you wake up and for a few moments you don't know where you are? We've all kind of had that, I think. And probably none of you, but I was thinking back to, golly, probably when I was in college or whenever, um, waking up on somebody's couch and not knowing how you got there. <laughs> and then I think, I think a minister's worst fear is that their congregation, as they speak, is going to go to sleep. So... No. Don't go back to sleep, okay? Don't go back to sleep today. Um, I want to share a, a, a little fairy tale. It's a mythic tale, and it, it took place in uh, New York, the Catskill Mountains, in autumn. And the story about uh, Rip Van Winkle. And he was of Dutch-American descent, and he lived in this little village, and uh, one day they say that he took off to the mountaintop to um, move away from a nagging wife. And he took with him his dog, Wolf. And so they're starting to climb this little hill, and he sees another Dutchman that's carrying this big keg. And so he walks up to help uh, take this keg to the top of the mountain where there were other Dutch men up there. And of course, they all got together and they knew Rip Van Winkle's name and they called him over and they all um, partaked of that cake. Okay. Well, the story goes that he fell asleep and he slept for 20 years. And when he woke up, his musket that he had carried with him up that hill with Wolf, his dog, his musket was all rusty and his beard was very, very, very long. No one was on the mountaintop. So he came back down to his little Dutch village and everything had changed. People didn't really know him anymore and he didn't know them. I just found that an interesting tale because perhaps we too have discovered shocking changes in the last 18 months where we've come down to our village and things have just changed. We've been talking a lot about change, and um, they say that the more awake one is to the material world, and we've been so uh, anchored into our material world, you know, now we hear on the news that the trucks aren't going to be here for presents for Christmas, and gosh, we can get caught up in all that, can't we? It's so easy to get caught up. But the more awake one is to the material world, the more one is asleep to spirit. So today, we are living in times which are demanding us to stay awake. And the great, precious Persian poet Rumi, he said this, The morning breeze has secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep. Don't go back to sleep. I know that our indigenous leaders are saying that we are in a new cycle. We're in a new cycle of spiritual awareness, spiritual awareness. 
and that anything that is not of spiritual integrity, anything that is uh, corrupt, is going to be challenged. Because this new cycle is bringing us into what we know in our hearts, the compassion, the love, the caring, knowing that we are all one big family, all of us, but let's stretch that out to the world. We are all one big family. And we live on the preciousness of grandmother earth. So we're coming back to being uh, reminded of that and remembering our spiritual integrity. So it's asking us to remember that and not to fall asleep. But however, I know that we tend to go unk. That's my definition for unconscious. And I believe that there's probably a lot of people out there in the world, they're not in this room, but they're out there in the world, that are unk, unconscious. And hopefully they're not driving a car. <laughs> but Dan Millman wrote, you can live a whole lifetime and never be awake. And perhaps you have known individuals where they just stay asleep into the upset, the conditions, and the effects. And it's about awakening that takes place moment by moment for each one of us. I was thinking about um, being awake and, you know, to be awake, a lot of times we move into places that are filled with fear for a moment, and it's asking us to stay awake. And for some reason, a couple weeks ago, um, on YouTube, I was watching this man teaching a lady to climb 45 feet high, to stand on a little platform, and to swing across, there was a net 25 feet lower there, 25 feet little, and to swing across to the other side to see what it would be like to be on a trapeze. So I, I watched this and I thought, boy, and the lady first, you know, okay, I have all the instructions how to do life here, now I'm going to climb this ladder. And she got all the way up there. And then the bar came to her. And they said, hold to the bar. Now I want you to jump. Jump out here. And swing to the other side. But it was a lot of work. Because when she was swinging, they kept saying, you've got to move your legs back and forth. Back and forth. In order to have that momentum to be able to get to the other side. I thought that was a great metaphor. We're asked to climb that ladder, that ladder of spiritual integrity. And, you know, we get up there and it's like, wouldn't it be easier just to go to sleep? <laughs> Instead of being awake? But now I'm awake and I'm on this platform. And they're asking me to jump. I think that's where we are. We're all being asked to be able to jump. And um, I sense what happens when we jump and we're doing the work and we're swinging and we let go to that other bar that's coming towards us that perhaps on that bar is written, believe. Maybe that bar is of light. It would have to be for me to do that. <laughs> but fear takes us to our core, and we reach forward, and we fly. So Ernest Holmes, he said this, 
As we grow, we change. Life will not let us remain in one place too long. We would become rigid. And Rumi said, it is not about changing the world, but it's about changing ourselves, changing ourselves. So it's asking us to be conscious. And I think consciousness, being awake, especially spiritually awake, we can say that, you know, we are religious, awakened to the spiritual truth. The spiritual truth is the important piece that lives in every being. It lives in every religion. And I'm so grateful to be a part of Mile High Church where we recognize this and we live from that place. So it's asking us to move to a threshold, kind of like being on that trapeze. Move to a doorway. And as we stand there, perhaps there's grain underneath our feet. And we're asked to kind of move that grain around, crunch it so that we can bring it to seed, and we can pick it up, and we can step through that threshold, and we can begin to plant seeds, begin to have those seeds create a harvest for each one of us. So we are the people with the commitment of being a tool, a tool for helping others. That is known as a bridge builder. So I'm anointing each one of you as bridge builders in our life, right where we are right now. And Rumi also said, he said, stay awake, my heart, stay awake. Just stay awake. And the great um, writer, David, Henry David Thoreau, he wrote, to be awake is to be alive. Be awake to the core of our being. And so that takes courage. And courage, the word courage, uh, Latin, it's referred to as core. And we referred core as heart. So courage is heart. And Mark Nepo, when he was here a couple weeks ago, I hope you all were here. It was a wonderful experience with Mark Nepo and Dr. Roger Teal. It was wonderful. And Mark said this, Fear is a reaction, and courage is a decision. Fear is a reaction, but courage is the decision to fly. So I ask us today, what are we really interested in? What are we really interested in? And it has been said that there's only three forms of interest or three forms of cherishing. Hate, fear, or love. And so to be able to focus on that love, and when we're in that place of kind of going back and forth, and unfortunately there are people out there in the world that are focusing on fear and on hate. But for us to recognize it's love that always wins and to come back to that because it's love that rules. And my... Uh, Peruvian friends, elders down there, the Mayans, when the pandemic first hit the world, uh, what they were saying was, uh, oh, they're telling you to go home. Go home and shut your door. Cross that threshold. Shut your door. They said, what they're really telling you, don't you hear? They're telling you to go back to your heart. 
when they're telling you to go home. And I thought that was interesting, interesting and I thought about that 101 times. And then it reminded me of a dream that I've had for probably around 10 years. And I share this dream with you. It's that the children are knocking on our door. We're opening that door and the children are saying, follow me. And so one by one, we're coming out of our different homes and we're following the children and we're following the water. Many times a dream is like a river, but we're going to an ocean. They're taking us to a bigger ocean. And I'm going to call that the ocean of love intelligence. And I have this dream reoccurring. And it's a good feeling. But the elders and the indigenous are telling us that it's so important to combine the wisdom of the children. How many of you were here last week when the kids did the service? Wasn't that sensational? It was. It was incredible. I think it was one of the best ones we've ever had from them. They put their heart and soul into it. But the elders said, listen to the children. And then gather the elders. And have the children and the elders come together. And you will learn so much. You will learn so much. So I sense and know that the children are calling us. So let's not judge our children. But let us discern their wisdom. And let us not put away our elders, but let us bring our elders out in full view. Let us listen to them, and the knowledge will be woven with the threads of wisdom. So once again, Henry David Thoreau said, to be awake is to be alive, is to be alive. And in that aliveness, what I refer to it is omni, omni meaning one. And when I think of the one, I think of the circle. Omni action. So the action of the one living through each one of us is that spiritual integrity. And there is no interaction anywhere. There's only omni action everywhere. And the interaction is like friction. Friction in our own lives, friction is our judgments, our doubts, our fears are in there. It's friction. So there's no interaction anywhere. There's only omniaction everywhere. And that takes us being a transcendent observer. What do I mean by that? To be able to step back just a little bit. Or if you want to be really crazy and bring out your inner child at home in a safe place, you can, you can stand up on a chair and you can kind of look down at your life and go, whoa, from 45 feet above, I can see that maybe I'm in interaction. I want to come back to that omni-action. I want to be receptive to my life. I want to be a megaphone of light and love to my world. So be receptive to that which has already been present. And so I guess I would say to be intoxicated with spirit. To be intoxicated with our spiritual integrity. 
because we are the ones. It's not someone else that's going to come on a big cloud to save us all. We are the ones to align our lives and to live from that place, to see our brothers and sisters as one. I once had a a wonderful um, Native American gentleman, Dwayne Hollowhorn Bear, who had received so much prejudice growing up. He's a Vietnam vet. But he saw what happened with his grandfather and his great-grandfathers, and he held a lot of prejudice. I could understand that. But I also saw him open to that omni-action. And I was there and witnessed when he looked at everyone and he said, we all have red hearts. We all have red hearts. So to treat each other with that love and to be able to speak truth is really about putting on the lens of gratitude. Being grateful for the tiniest thing, the grandest thing. But starting our day, don't end it with gratitude in your little journals as you write it, but start your day with gratitude also. And even the things that have been tough, once we get over that mohill or mountain, we recognize our life through the lens of gratitude. So it's like no longer hitting the snooze alarm and sleeping a little bit more but it's about awakening to the very center, the very center of our being. So um, last week, when Dr. Barry shared about teaching the kids to jump to center, so many years ago, um, they asked me, this is a long time ago, they asked me to teach meditation. And at that time, I brought up my teepee down because we didn't have classrooms, that many uh, classrooms to put the kids in. So it wasn't a novelty. We just brought it to have a space for the kids. And so they asked me to uh, teach meditation to the children. So, yeah, I contemplated what that would be like. I thought, i got to teach them how to jump the center. So I'm going to teach you all that. So this whole church knows how to jump the center. You don't have to stand up. You can do it right where, in case you want to, but I would probably suggest they stay seated. But I'm going to ask you to put on, this is what I say to the children. I'm going to ask you to put on your imagination caps. Go ahead, put them on. Wow, you're doing it. I love it. I love it. And I can see yours. And the kids have a big smile. I'm sensing some smiles through those, our masks. And um, then I'll say, you need those imagination caps because I'm going to teach you something. And I'll put out my finger like this and kind of draw it for them and it goes clockwise, I'll say, okay, with our imagination, we're going to draw a circle, a full circle. Now we're going to breathe around that circle. Take a breath. Release it, release it, release it. Now pick up another breath. And we do that several times until I sense that they're kind of in that zone of quietude. And then I'll say to them, I want you to remember a time when you were loved. I want you all to remember a time you were so loved. For the children, many times I'll say, maybe it's at grandma's house with clean sheets and she's tucking you in to sleep well all night with your teddy bear. And every once in a while, there'll be a little kid there that doesn't have a happy face on when I say about love. And I'll make contact with them and I'll say, I want you to know that you're loved. 
pretty soon a little smile comes on. And so all we have to do, you can ask Barry, when we have maybe 300 kids in a room, all we have to say to them then, kids, let's jump to center. They immediately... And they move into love. They move into love. So I would like to close by... um, Quoting Mark Nepo once again, wakefulness is not a destination, but it's a song that humans' hearts keep singing. The way the birds keep singing at the first sign of light. So in this moment, let us just move into prayer. Let us just jump into that center. Let us behold that bar of light, that bar of light that says, believe. And I believe. And I believe in the children. I believe in each one of us as spiritual beings. Each one of us as a bridge builder of light and love. And I know we move forth from this very service this day with that sense of listening to the birds sing early, early in the morning. Perhaps they're singing your song. And they're saying that you are loved, loving and you are the beloved so I just behold that each one of us that we are open to the highest good oh we're so open to our healing our abundance and to sharing and for this I am grateful and I know these words as spoken today have been released into that perhaps that ocean of love intelligence that knows how to flow and how to float with the buoyancy of love. And so I'm ever so grateful, and I declare this into being, and so it is. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.